Welcome to another episode of the Jay and Rob Toy Show. As promised, as advertised, back and in the virtual digital interweb flesh. You get myself, and of course, not just me. You get the Sylvester to my Tweety Bird, Mr. Jay Bartlett. Good evening. How are you, sir? Well, you know, it's been a pretty good week around here, Jay. It's wintertime, but it isn't sub-sub-arctic temperatures, although it's calling for that tomorrow. So it's been uh, pretty digestible. Busy as always. What about yourself? What's up, Lisa, my darling? Um, wow, Monday wasn't so fun. <laughs> I don't know if you were out in that. That was not uh, digestible by any means. That was hell. Oh, the, up uh, and- the two feet of snow we got. No, I was I was inside yeah. by my warm fireplace. Did a little bit of shoveling, but uh, was not outside. Did you have to fare the blizzard tundra of Hoth? I did, yep. How was that? Eh, not so good. Not so no? good. No? No, I can see why, you know, as you get older, people move to Florida when they retire. I can definitely see that. What's up, Scott? Um But, uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of this, this stuff, man. <laughs> well, let me remind you, Jay. That for 10 years of my life, I lived down there, even though I'm from here, but I was there and now I'm back here. So I want you to put yourself in the mindset of living in the desert-like climate for 10 years, like Las Vegas, (sighs) being free from this winter curse, Mm -hmm. and then having to move back to it. It's almost worse than never experiencing it in the first place. Let me tell you that. Well, I don't believe you, so I would take... Uh, one year off, you know, if, if I got to not experience it for a year, I would be a happy camper. So, well, you two can get on a a plane or, or drive across the border and get to the, to the South in America and just live in the desert. Get get to Vegas, Vegas, baby. LaCruz come get you. Cactus Jamie saying, Hey, 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 Severus Snape saying, ouch. And silver Knight says, greetings, Jen. Thank you. Of course, for joining us on our reoccurring weekly live stream. Every Wednesday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on the YouTube. I want to get to this week's icebreaker, of course, brought to you by Mockmasters Retro Regs, Big Bad Toy Store, and maybe the coolest physical comic book sports card and action figure emporium on the planet. Heroes Comics, baby. Our HQ. Jay, this week's icebreaker. I want to hear one thing you'd like to eliminate from the whole world of toy collecting. One thing I want to eliminate from the world of toy collecting. Um, It's probably the one thing I'd like to eliminate from the planet altogether. And that is just remakes and reissues. Um, I've obviously I'm not uh, immune to this. I've fallen for it quite a few times. But uh, with movies, music, um, toys, I would like to see, and video games, of course, I would like to see that eliminated so you have no choice but to create new content or at the very least continue with existing IPs with new stories and new characters and stuff like that. Very interesting that you say that, Jen. You'll find out soon when we get to our game show portion of the show. I think it would be nice to eliminate retail store exclusives uh jamie jamie's sharing your sentiment too i believe that's along the same lines i agree too jamie the uh scalpers yeah man yeah 100%. jamie wants to eliminate scalpers i think scalpers are fine because there's always going to be supply issues but it's this constant pain this push and pull when you get into a line and then something's in target and it pretty much is target at this point <laughs> i think maybe walmart but pretty much target where us in Canada can't can't get it. And the stuff that we get in Canada is always like six months delayed from everything else. So if we could just not change the entire distribution chain system, but just the retail exclusives, or at least have a Canadian counterpart that can counteract something that's only released in, in the US. I think that would be a good yeah, reasonable I mean, step forward. To defend Nope, to defend don't that a little bit. Um, EB Games is pretty good. They usually get the Walgreens and a lot of the Target stuff. Um, so at least there's some hope for it. Plus, you can always pre-order from them. So I feel like they're pretty good. 
other than that, though, I don't think a lot of people know that, and it's not they very don't. heavily. I don't. It's not very heavily advertised. Um, EB doesn't advertise it well, so um, just so everyone knows out there, you can do that. Mm. But yeah, I'm with you. Uh, exclusives in general, I'm just I'm done chasing that. Um, it's 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 not fun. Uh, the GI Joe classified line last year is what really burnt me out right uh, our buddy gi joe john hooked me up with firefly and and major blood but if it had been for him i w- i, I want to say i wouldn't have cared but i wasn't hunting for them do you know what i mean because yeah. it's just i'm yep. done chasing that stuff so yeah it's it's tough because it really sours the love that you get for the line and then do you want to spend two or three times the amount for that retail exclusive taking away from the other figures that you get that you could get you know so it's got to be a pretty I, special I, figure and half the time they're not I, I yeah i agree and and i'm not into collecting toys or video games or music or anything that i collect to get financial gain i've always said you've always said this stuff will be with us forever right um, it's it's really fun to follow and see stuff go up in value. No, hey, I got you know whatever issue number one. That's really cool. Sure. It's worth so much. But uh, I really see a lot of the modern stuff not having a whole lot of value. Um, there's some stuff that holds its value, but a lot of it is just bin worthy, as I call it. So well, it's interesting, right? Because I think obviously a lot of the retro vintage stuff skyrockets, especially with the new release, the new iterations that come out. But I feel like the current contemporary offerings, it maybe does like a 2X or a 3X, and that's kind of it. That's the ceiling. So if it comes out for 25 bucks, you might get a figure that goes for 75 like the Cara Dune figure from, what, two years ago now, a year and a half ago when they pulled her. She's not going that much higher. Ahsoka from the Vintage Collection we talked about is 10 years old, and that's a bit higher. And that's that was released as a San Diego exclusive and then trickled out later. But a lot of the stuff that's rare or hard to find now doesn't go much higher than two or three times the original retail asking price unless it's an exclusive from a Comic-Con or some sort of convention. But compared to the vintage stuff, I think you're right. I don't think the value is there for this stuff. It's just the supply and demand driving that price. It is, and everybody always wants the newest wave of whatever they're collecting, right? And that's when I find... Like if you go in and, you know, like I, I give the example of Firefly and Major Blood, if you go and look at those now, you can get them for pretty reasonable. So it's just, you know, uh, not to date this episode, but we're almost among the wave with uh, Storm Shadow and Spirit and Crockmaster, which all three of those I'm just dying for. And, um, you know, those are going to be, as soon as they come out, they're going to be like super expensive. And I would urge all of us, including myself, and it's myself I have to talk to the most, just to calm down. You don't have to have it first. Just relax. It's going to come, you know. Yeah. Um, but all of those are available for pre-order on Big Bad Toy Store as well. Now in Canada, sure, there's an exchange and there's shipping, but you're not going to be paying what you would on eBay either. Mm. You, could, you can wait and you can try to get it from Canadian retailers. It's going to be harder, though, because it will be the dash to get them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's really taken the fun out, and I've really examined finances over the last year as well. And the money that I put into new stuff, like I said, you know, we talked about kind of like why we started this bet was to kind of scale down the the spending altogether. But ultimately, for me, it was a lot of the new stuff. It's like if I'm going to spend X number of dollars a month budget wise for toys, I really like to put it towards something vintage. Um, and uh, I've, I've kind of a plan for the for the new year. We'll see how that's going to roll out, but maybe we'll get into that later. <laughs> sure. Well, we can talk about it uh, whenever. And it's funny, since we started the bet, I have yet to buy a new figure. There's been a couple pre-orders. But as you know, you get the pre-order fever, you get excited, you get it in there, you lock it in place, and then eh, maybe you're not loving it a week or two later. So you cancel it, and then maybe you add it back, but then you cancel it, and then you're somehow okay with it. That's me with currently with the Super 7 Silverhawks oh. uh, where I'm on the fence about canceling them. And I say that because I have uh, Bluegrass and I have Quicksilver of the Vintage line and that's it. Mm. So it's kind of like, I mean, I, I've seen the show. I've 
definitely never seen every episode, but I'm familiar with the show and, and most of the characters. So that being said, I don't even have the vintage ones. So why right. am I going to get the Super 7 Ultimate ones? So well, because the they're there, they're easier I, to get. They're complete. They're more they're there. Yeah, they're well, they are $60 right there. a figure. It's true, but they're there. Yeah. You know you're going to spend that same amount to get the vintage ones, but these are larger scale. They're better yeah. articulated. They're easier to pose and display. So there's a lot of reasons when you compare, when you don't yeah. have a lot in the original line. Do you want something made for the adult collector or something that's going to flake off and, and dust because it is back metal over time, plus the hunt, plus the markup of trying to find those figures? Yeah. Again, so. if once they're in front of me, if you ever see something like that in a store, which it's pretty rare unless you're at a comic book shop or a specialty shop, um, it, it might be a different story. But uh, it's one that I'm just like, do I really need to get into that? You know, why don't I get a few more of the vintage ones first? Obviously, I don't have a huge passion for Silver Hawks, or I'd have a lot more of them. I think, yeah, it's it's a it's a good question. Maybe dabble more vintage before you go. Uh, recent reissue i mean the nice thing about silver hawks i don't know enough about it but i don't think it's as vast as say a star wars or a tmnt or you know marvel or dc no. so i i think it's probably going to end with what 16 figures tops so you can do the math in your head and probably get the complete set for you know something fairly reasonable compared to like how long is Super Seven gonna go with the their turtles based on the Playmates line? That could go for you know ten years without stopping if they're basing it on the original figure. So that's mm -hmm. a bit of a a wormhole, especially if you got that completist mentality. It's, it's a bit tougher. And I'm glad I don't. Like I, I've said, uh, you know, a few of my goals last year were to complete some lines I, I <clears> set out <throat> to do, which which mm -hmm. was fun to do. But at the same time, I've really divorced myself from feeling that I need to collect every single figure in the line. You go crazy doing that. And I think puts, at least for a collector like myself, it puts unnecessary pressure on me and it stresses me out. And that's what are you, what are you doing, man? You know what I mean? Like yeah. I said it to myself a lot. It's like, we're talking about something that's uh, supposed to take you out of, you know, your every day to day. It's supposed to be an escape, you, not a, not a it's stressor. It's supposed to have fun. Yeah, it's not supposed yeah. to stress you out. So if you're like, oh my god, I have nine of the ten figures. Where am I going to find the tenth one? I, I can't find it. Just yeah, just forget it. Let it go. Now, now you and I, you know, we don't specifically collect, you know, two or three lines like a lot of collectors do. We like a ton of different lines. But I can tell you the satisfaction that I would get from having to complete a line and say, oh, I got them all. Finally, I got them all is nowhere near as the satisfaction I would get from, you know, choosing my choice figures from all the different lines that we love. Like if I have to complete the original Playmates Turtles or I get to have a little bit of everything else on the action figure buffet, I'm going to take a little bit of everything else to kind of have that full on representation and live with the fact that I don't need that other stuff. I agree. And, you know, the the figures that are sitting on my table this week are for, you know, our main topic. But that's another reason they're there as well. It matches up with what we're saying is I love Kenner superpowers and so do you. Mm -hmm. But it's not a line I ever see finishing because especially a lot of the later stuff, I just I don't identify with those obscure characters and I don't feel the need to get them. You know, I like it, the Batman, yeah. Robin, the Joker, uh, Superman, and you know, but I don't feel the need, even though they're it's such a fantastic line. I don't feel the need to finish it. You know, I don't need See, to see superpowers that. is an interesting one because as we'll get to our main topic that you alluded to, and that that of course is toys that still hold up today, and we'll go through a bunch of different toys and weigh the pros and cons of if they hold up, if they don't, where why are some of them on the fence, maybe. But Superpowers is one that I that I would go for a complete collection just because those characters are so iconic. The figures are so good, and it's not that deep of a line. And I would be fine not completing it for 25 years. I would be okay yeah. not getting a cyborg or a plastic man. Like I don't need to go out and complete it as some sort of like compulsive or obsessive mission. But I could see myself over time if I found the right prices and the right pieces and the right condition, pick them up, put them on the shelf, get a dolly yeah. up there, feel better, 
get that completest check mark box wear that badge of honor you know? I, I find too with the kenner superpowers specifically um for the most part i always see the first and second waves i rarely see the later stuff yeah so it's usually always the same like it's even rare if i see like dark side or dr fate dr fate or Dasad or calavac any of those guys i don't see a whole lot of i always see batman superman robin Wonder Flash, Woman, aquaman thing, hawkman yeah yeah all those ones uh before never we get to with the main, any weapons <laughs> never and hawkman usually yeah. only has one wing for some reason uh before we get to the main topic let's return to the game show stage my friend if you're willing to play another round of yeah. What would bother you more? This is almost the anchor, the the section, the segment that I look forward to most every week now. So if you're up for playing, what would bother you I'm more? Up. You can play around. All right, Let's here we it. go. So what would bother you more? Everybody out there, feel free to participate in the chat. And again, if you're listening to this on the audio or catching the replay on YouTube, try to join us 8.30 p.m. every Wednesday so we can get your feedback and tell you that you're wrong. Like I tell Jay that he's wrong. All right, what would bother you more, Jay? Having to collect figures without accessories or only having to collect figures with severely damaged packages? Well, being that G.I. Joe is one of my favorite lines to collect, um, I've set a goal for myself. Now, that is a line, the 82 to 94. That is a line that I want to get every single figure in, and I'm pretty close. And... For me not to have all the accessories for all of those figures doesn't bother me. Um, a lot of my superpowers, like we just said, I don't have Aquaman's Trident. I don't have Hawkman's Mace. It doesn't bother me. I just, I, li I like the figure. The, the accessories are always a bonus, and I, they make the figure better, yes. But I would say none of those are really that bad because even some of my carded examples aren't in the greatest shape. And I think just having a piece of that art is more important than it being mint like how many people have amazing fantasy 15 that's a 10 grade you know like nobody sure right? it's just it's just having that and as this stuff gets older um it's more important to preserve it so um i guess out of the two i would pick the packaging right that would bother me more than not having the accessories sure that's fair yeah. i think it would bother me more too just to have something that looked crappier on the wall or displayed and only to yeah. be able to have figures in crappy packaging would be pretty weak uh right the next one waiting twice as long for pre-orders or having to pay twice as much for figures oh having to pay twice as much yeah um anyone who's been in this uh, collecting field toy wise the last five years knows especially with you know the world the way it is with everything happening stuff gets pushed back all the time stuff gets delayed i've had stuff on pre-order a big bad toy store that i don't know will ever come in so i'm more than happy waiting i mean the thundercats ultimates is a great example of what a mess i don't know what's happened <laughs> we got the first wave in 2020 and that's it and then in last year we got wave three but it was yeah. missing one figure yeah. And we still haven't got wave two yet. And again, I'm not crapping on anybody because it's it's difficult out there for anyone working wise. So I would say I would be more than happy to wait for pre-orders. Right. I uh I don't know. I go back and forth on this one all the time. If I could pay twice as much to get the figure now instead of waiting for two years, you know, versus having to wait four years. Cause even now with pre-orders, man, I get them. I'm like, eh. Why did I want this for the money that I put so, down? So so for me, the only reason that doesn't bother me, and I think you will agree, is because you and I collect so many different lines. It's not like if you just collected G.I. Joe Classified and that was it, and you had to wait forever for a new dolly, sure. But I think there's more than enough lines that you and I collect that it's not that big of a deal. At least for me, it's not. I think that's one of the reasons I collect so many lines. So that it doesn't exactly become, get bored so that waiting. Become a big deal. That's the key to getting around the pre-orders. If you just order enough from a bunch of different things, it actually doesn't feel like you're ever waiting because you're always getting something. And like I said already, since the bet, I really haven't bought anything. I've had pre-orders. And yet week after week, packages continue to arrive. I've got two here. 
that we can examine for action figure spotlight later uh, on. But it yeah. just it just doesn't end. Uh, to the chat, Scott saying he likes to pick and choose from what he's buying. Uh, Silver Knight Kyle says damaged packages would bother him. Um, Scott's also saying uh, he collects several lines that don't come with weapons or the weapons are brittle, so he would be fine without those. Uh, Danny's chiming most of his stuff stays packages, so bad package would bother him. That would bother him. I understand that. Scott always would hate to have to pay extra. I understand that. Yeah. Same with Severus Snape. Paying twice the value would annoy him. Uh, let's get on to the last one, and I think you kind of alluded to it when we got to the icebreaker, but <laughs> what would bother you more, Jay? Only being able to buy the same IP Star Wars Turtles or Transformers or Joe, or only being able to buy new IP that comes out. Ugh. Well, I don't want to contradict what I said earlier, but I but, mean, I really right. couldn't. I really couldn't live without Star Wars or Masters of the Universe or GI Joe. Well, um, you would. You would still have that at some point. You know, mm -hmm. you would buy it, but then you would have to buy something new after you bought Star Wars stuff. You know, like imagine in this scenario, I guess, that you don't okay, have yeah. the, the Kenner vintage stuff. So that would be it that gets released for Star Wars. Nothing else. Only vintage masters, only vintage transformers. So well, I think if you would have if to the... only buy new stuff. Like you couldn't buy Earthrise or you couldn't buy Black Seas. Yeah. I think if all of those IPs were done creating 100%, which you can never say 100%, but if they were done, you would have a back catalog of stuff. I don't know. On the other hand, I really like giving new lines a chance when we ever get them. You know, we we rarely get new stuff. We get different Cactus forms Jamie. of... Yeah, yeah, Cactus Jamie's chiming in right exactly. there. New IP? Is there I would say, you know, Mythic Legions, you're such a big fan of that. That's one line that comes to mind right away. That's a brand new thing. Yeah. Um, I would say, ah, damn, I don't know. I'm just going to throw it at only collecting new IPs. There you go. I don't know. That that would bother you more or that's what you'd prefer to do? Uh, that, that would bother me more, I would say. I don't know, man. I really don't know on this one. I'm kind of torn. <clears throat> I think only having to buy the same IPs would bother me more. I, I'm okay with buying new stuff. Uh, I don't have to buy everything that comes out. But if I get one iteration of all the other stuff, I'm fine with that. I mean, we, like, we'll talk about yeah. superpowers coming up. I don't need any other superhero figures from DC other than those. I'm good. I have them, yeah, but I, I, don't, I don't need I, them. The uh, DC, the McFarlane multiverse line, I recently traded in all those too. Because I'm wow. like, you know, I, had, I had six of them, including the Red Hood, which is a personal favorite. I got rid of them. I'm just like, I don't need these. There's just enough that they're odd. You know, on my shelf, they don't really fit with anything. I'm just like, you know what? And I looked at the superpowers and I'm like, I'm really surprised that they haven't decided to do a superpowers kind of style with the retro card back, you know, that everyone else yeah. is doing and kind of bring those out again. I knew they did the big 12 inch ones and all that, but I mean, like, continue with maybe some new characters like Nightwing and, you know, Red Hood and stuff they never did before. <laughs> that would be neat. It's funny you say that because, of course, these late nights working and waiting for exports and whatnot, I've been going down the eBay rabbit hole of custom figures. And one thing I've been really looking at are custom superpowers figures. So figures oh, cool. that are done in the superpower scale. And there's there's some Robin ones, some Nightwing ones, some variant Jokers, Bizarro, uh, Batgirl. And they're pretty cool. And they're, you know, they're like 50 bucks, 60 bucks sometimes. I'm like... Okay, do I want this, which is, you know, a style of a figure that I really like, or do I want to go spend it on like three McFarlane figures or one Super 7 figure or yeah. one of a kind is kind of cool when you think of it that way. I, I guess for me, and Scott's booing me, <laughs> um, for What's me, up, up, Cindy? Um, I, I think if you're a big DC fan, uh, the, the figures make sense for me personally. Why they they differ from Marvel Legends is because ninety percent of Marvel Legends I I understand where they're from, even if it's stuff that I don't read. Like you know, sure, okay. But but the DC Multiverse stuff, um, I put one of them in my top ten for two thousand one, and that was the Thomas Wayne figure, and I got crucified because I called him Bruce Wayne. This was an alternate, and it doesn't say anything on the package. It's an alternate universe where Thomas Wayne lives and Bruce yeah. dies. So Thomas becomes Batman. That's that's really cool. But there's so many 
I don't want to say weird, but there's so many elsewhere variant multiverse. multiverse stories, and it's just like I. A lot of the times, I'll look at a Batman figure or a Joker figure. I don't know where it's from. Um, so you know, I just I, I don't have the investment like I do with Marvel. Where when I see that's fair. Wolverine, nine times out of ten, I know okay, that's you know the '70s Wolverine. There's the orange suit that's '80s, you know, and and so on. Yeah, and it's interesting because when it comes to Batman and specifically DC stuff, I really like the animated series figures and McFarlane yeah. has done a couple of them, but mm. there's still a bunch out there from DC uh, direct or DC collectibles that are just as good as anything else. So it's, it's really hard for me to buy that new iteration of the thing that's already out there for a reasonable price that I already have some of, right? You can't really replace something that's good in such a short amount of time. Cause it really feels like you're throwing money away the Clayface figure that they announced for uh, McFarlane's DC stuff looks really cool. It looks a lot like the Rancor that didn't get funded from Haslab. is a big oh, plastic piece don't. of mud. Don't you want to talk about anything. the Rancor? Wanna I don't want to talk Rancor? about anything to do with that show. No. You want to talk don't. about it? I haven't watched this week's chapter of the Book of Boba Fett. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see how muddy the train wreck continues to go. I am now gone from... I originally said I was only going to watch three episodes of it because that's kind of my threshold for most series. But now it's not even bad. If it was bad, it would be okay to watch and get something out of it. It's so mediocre. It's just like being stuck in the Sarlacc pit. And I'm waiting for my hand to stick out in the sand and, and fill that gap in my head because as a Star Wars fan, I needed to see that. Everything is starting to unravel. And I, I'm reading interviews uh, with Tamara Morrison and, and 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 video interviews of stuff that he's saying. And he's not slamming the show or anything like that. But it's very clear to me that Favreau, you know, was kind of phoned in for him. And Robert Rodriguez is at the helm now. And that speaks volumes. And hey, that's just my opinion. I think the show is it's so poor. Oh, it's and, the uh, best I'm, worst show I've ever seen. I can't believe yeah, it's worse it's so than bad. Star Wars Holiday Special. I said it. Because I, the Holiday Special, yeah, yeah. you can appreciate what they're trying to do. And it, again, it's so bad, it's good. Right? Like you can so, you can enjoy it on a whole different level. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna retro universe. So Scott's saying just move on. So for me, it's it's hard, and I'm sure it's hard for Rob too, because Star Wars is so special. Um, and you know, you know they're capable of doing great stuff. We saw the Mandalorian, um, which wasn't perfect, but I still think that show was fantastic overall. Mm -hmm. And then you get this, and it's just like honestly, this is my biggest gripe, and then we'll move on. You could have put any person in Boba Fett's shoes, and the show would have been better. Why it had to be Boba Fett. It, it didn't have to be both. Or how about making a new character who just, you know, wants to be a, a crime lord? I, I want... still don't know why he wants to be a crime lord. After three episodes, he hasn't said why he wants to be a crime lord. It's just he just wants to be a crime lord. It's the worst poorly written thing I've ever seen in Star Wars. I would rather watch The Rise of Skywalker three times in a row than watch an episode of The Book of Boba Fett. Okay, there we go. Well, I can't wait to get your reactions to episode four. I know you're going to watch it because we have to continue. I'm going to, to watch it. This of drama. course. Good. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm excited for your reactions. We can talk after and then discuss on next week's episode. We don't want to spoil it for everybody. But uh, yeah. yeah, this this is a train wreck. It is literally the worst thing I've seen tied to Star Wars. And that's saying a lot, folks. That's saying a lot. Um, let's get on to uh, the main topic, I think, since we're halfway through the episode at this point. And that, of course, is toys that still hold up. This is a big one, and it and it came came to me today, as these often do, as an epiphany moment, a light bulb moment, as I was scanning my dolly collections on the shelf, saying, hmm, which of these toys could I still go and play with? Which of these ones are still good? Which of these ones don't have, you know, which of these toys don't have any letdown features? Are, and, you know, which is just nostalgia earning its spot on the shelf? Which, what is a good toy? Which toys truly still hold up? Jay, did you have any gut reactions other than the Cape Crusaders behind you on display? Yeah, of course, superpowers. Um, I looked at it from a different point when I read the uh, 
the preview of what we're talking about, how I took it was uh, yeah, toys that, that hold up like they're still cool and stuff, but I also took it as in toys that physically still stay with us. Um, and that's one reason why the any real American hero stuff is not here, despite it being pretty fairly easy to repair a G.I. Joe. They were not meant to withstand time. Their O-rings rot, dry rot. Uh, the early green plastic is basically at this point, if you pick up a character like Zap or Steeler and you literally drop it this high onto a table, he will shatter. So this is, it's like porcelain now. So I kind of looked at it like. that's part of it though. I think that's part of what I was getting at because I look at sure. something like like Transformers and good luck finding a G1 Optimus Prime that's loose, yeah. that can stand, yeah. like literally stand up, that can hold himself up. He just can't. And so that's a poor toy to me. Yeah. Um, my good brother Nathan in the chat there. Yes, he is the one who was responsible for this beautiful Batmobile all the way from the great state of Texas. I got that last year from Nathan. So thanks, dude. Um, so I'm going to hold up an example of the first, the very first thing. And I don't know why this popped in my mind. If you want to make me big on the screen, I'll make you I'm big, hold buddy. this up. And this is uh, a very simple action figure. This, of course, is the 1978 Stormtrooper from Kenner. Um, but this is a perfect example of, in my mind, an action figure that holds up over time. This guy, or pretty much for the most part, anyone in the Star Wars line, except for someone who has a vinyl or cloth cape, these figures hold up. They can still be played with, and they're always intact. When was the time? Think about this hard, Rob. Okay, you can make me small again. When was the time you ever saw a Kenner Star Wars figure with any limbs missing? Uh, the only thing I've seen on Kenner Star Wars figures are the hands break sometimes and the paint rubbing from excessive play. The paint never, rubs off, absolutely. Yeah, But never yeah. like an arm broken in half or a leg missing. Just sometimes like the thumb yeah. the thumb grips like we would see on G.I. Joe's or the Indiana Jones figures as well. Or they're, they're That's about like it. This, this Stormtrooper blaster, which came with IG-88, it came with Boba Fett, it came with so many of the characters, is notoriously lost and so the weapons themselves are often more expensive than the figures. Yeah, Jamie, he is very white. Uh, his gloves are rubbing off, but that's okay. Um, so the Kenner Star Wars were the first thing I popped up. I was going to put up some stuff here, but I love the uh, Batmobile so much that uh, Kenner Superpowers was number two. That's what popped into my head. Well, let, let's take it all the way back to the, to the top then. Original G.I. Joe, 60s style, and the 70s, Adventure Line and all that. Do those figures, since they call them action figures or dolls, 12-inch dolls, still hold up for you? Are those still a good toy? Are they still durable and reasonable? And is there still play value there, you know, some 50, 60 years later? The original Joes, the dolls? Yeah. Yeah, I put them in the same category as Mego, uh, the Mego World's Greatest Superhero line, Planet of the Apes. Any of that good old stuff Migo did, and I would say no, unless it was preserved correctly. If you go into a if you go to a flea market, if those still exist, or you go to you know a, a comic store, and you find the bargain bin, and there's any kind of action figure from that era, they're always dirty, disgusting, and they stink. That's just a fact because most of these, they have <laughs> Get cloth your damn dirty paws off me. Yeah, like let's take Batman and Robin um, from the world's greatest superhero line, uh, or any of the the fantastic Mego Star Trek toys. Um, you see, I, I, they're all, I, I, always dirty. I see. I agree and disagree. I I agree that Mego doesn't hold up because I feel like those are like giant oven mitts that have been sewn into figures, and some of them, like Batman, looks like he has oven mitts Plus on there. The, Plus the construction of those, they're, they're all full of elastics, right? So yeah. most of them, again, they're dry rotting, right? Yeah, but I find a lot of the G.I. Joe stuff because it's hard plastic in some cases, some of the other figures, like a lot of the Western figures actually have wood sculpt in them. So they're super durable and they do stand the test of time. Yeah, if you're mm. picking them from a bottle of, or a bottom of a, a tote that's been in somebody's musty basement, there's probably going to be some humidity damage. There's probably going to be some mold yeah. on that. But I, I think the figures for play value, you know, if it was like you said, preserved, still works. It still sits on a shelf. It still holds up today. You could give, you know, a 1964 GI Joe doll 
to a, a kid for Christmas with a bunch of changing outfits and a rifle and they would have fun with it. <laughs> you would do that. You would do that. Um, and I'm also, I also took it, um, the description of the episode another way, which was, um, I also took it as what was the best versions of those characters. Yeah. And without that's, a that's doubt, too. without a doubt, this is not even a debate that that is the best Batmobile the best Batman and the best Robin figure that they've ever made. Even to this day, the DC multiverse stuff's great. Sure. Well, whatever. It doesn't even hold a candle. And this car is whoops, the shining star. It's just absolutely gorgeous. Country boy nine. Uh, John is just tuning in. He up, John? The first, first half hour of the show. He wants to know if we mind repeating everything. Uh, of sure. course not. Just hit that little rewind button on there and drag it back to the beginning and we'll we'll see you <laughs> at the end. Thanks for watching, my friend. Thanks for coming on time. We appreciate your tardiness. Uh, let's go down the line. We've already talked the original Joe, Migo, Star Wars, uh, G.I. Joe, Real American Hero. Do these stand the test of time? You've already kind of commented on the drop test. I don't yeah. I don't think so. And there's a lot of yellowing issues. Uh, characters like Snowjob, characters like the original Storm Shadow. Uh, terrible yelling you can fix this stuff just like you can fix the o-ring yes you can of course you can but if you're just talking about you know a toy that's just you know been sitting out for a while joe's joe's not so much trans transformers definitely not (laughs) yeah transformers i don't think it it stands up anymore as as a great toy or great toy line which is why so many transformers collectors that i know and that i've spoken with really do appreciate the more current and modern offerings because it's not as brittle. It's not as flaky. It's more representative of the figures and the characters that they know. Sure. There's the nostalgia tied to it, but I mean that scale, those materials, the evolution of transformers as as a whole is just, it doesn't add up the way that we know that toys should have. There's not a cohesiveness and a durability to it. Again, if you take care of Joe's, I think it, the concept is awesome. I think the scale is awesome. The accessories truly make that line amazing in combination with the vehicles. And you only really need one or two play sets from all the offerings that a real American hero has to have an awesome time for kids. It's just they will shatter. <laughs> they they do have a time span on them. And they, they will rot. Invest in it. Yeah. At some point, like He-Man figures, the the O-ring or the band and He-Man figures will they'll dry rot. That's just that's just the, the physicality of it, the science behind it, right? So that's kind of what I took into consideration. It doesn't mean obviously Joes are one of my, if not my favorite thing to collect, but uh, I don't think they hold up. You know, well, you mentioned uh, so much universe there and He-Man, those figures. The original yeah. vintage. Does it work for yeah. you still? Is it a toy that still holds up? Even if you compare it no. to maybe something like Origins. It, it doesn't. It- I've one of my favorite characters from the first wave of the first two waves is Zodak. I love that character. And mine suffers from uh, you would be able to tell me what it's called. When their legs turn in, right? So yeah, the, the band, the T ring, the T, yeah. the T band, or whatever it's called, is is obviously going. And uh, I will admit, I've never taken apart a He Man figure, so I'm, I'm sure you can. Obviously, you can do it, but mine doesn't really stand anymore, and it's a real shame to see an action figure kind of dissolve like that. And you know, let's just say there was no internet; you didn't know how to do that. You couldn't figure it yeah. out. You were bad at engineering, like me. It's it's hard uh-huh. to s- watch them you know, fade away like that. Yeah, it's tough. I think those characters and that design and sculpt is, is pretty timeless. I think it works, but you can't bash them around infinitely without having damage, right? And it's interesting because we're going through all our favorite lines here. You know, we can talk about Mask. We can talk about Cops, Sectars, Visionaries. Mask. And find l- lots of flaws. <sighs> Let me just let me give an honorable mention to mask uh, and say everyone out there who has anything mask, take care of it. Oh, my God. Mask is one of the worst to age, especially stuff like Rhino and Thunderhawk with the real rubber tires. They dry rot and split if you look at them the wrong way. So please, (laughs) we need to we need to take care of these because the examples are getting few and far between of mint mask stuff. 
we there's nothing seemingly that we grew up with that kind of still holds up today save maybe superpowers and even that i say you, star wars does star wars does okay star wars and superpowers yeah. yeah the the superpower figures if you play with the the features the play features too much you'll you'll notice some separation and stuff that's the biggest downfall of them i think i don't see a ton of paint paint rubbing from the superpower stuff except for maybe batman symbol on his chest sometimes superman symbol but Typically, that paint, those paint apps are pretty solid on those. Yeah, it's if, not. It's not like. Yeah, I would say you know, your biggest obstacle besides losing the accessories, which I don't really think is what we're talking about. Um, I would say the capes would be another issue. I've seen some pretty filthy capes, frayed, <laughs> and uh, for sure, frayed capes. I've seen a, a really great dark side not too long ago, and I had to pass on it because his cape was just trash and. As you know, dark side without his cape is not dark side, so I had to pass on that one. You definitely need it. Uh, people are chiming in that stuff like Hot Wheels lasts forever. Very true, Cactus Jamie. Excalibur is talking yep. about uh, Lego and Space Lego yep. in particular. Lego always works. It's part of the same building system, whether you have kits from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Yep. Now Lego is Genius. Lego. Uh, my kids are just getting into Lego right now, so it's it's fun to go through all the toy chapters. Those are some of the toys from the past, Jay. What about toys nowadays? You know, classics, origins, revelation figures. We've talked about McFarland figures, War for <laughs> Cybertron, Classify, Black Series, Vintage Collection, uh, Mythic Legions. Are, are Do any of this stuff, will it stand the test of time in the future looking back 40 years? Or like do NECA I, Turtles, the, anything from NECA, will it stand up? It doesn't stand up now. Yeah, I took my Marty McFly out of the package and he broke. I'm like, yeah, I didn't did. even do anything. <laughs> like, yeah, um, I'm sorry. I love the IPs and the art design behind NECA. I don't like the engineering and I don't like the plastics they use. Um, and again, Scott will disagree with me, but I find the DC multiverse shares the same. They are now. They're they're more brittle or plastic, uh, and you can feel it. Any of the McFarland stuff, I think, is a little more fragile. Um, I don't I don't think so. I think some lines will, some lines won't. Um, Origins, I think, will be totally fine because you've taken the elastic right out of them. Um, a Black Series, Marvel Legends, any of the Hasbro stuff will be fine because those plastic I'm, I'm plastics are very sturdy nowadays. That even with stuff like Origins, they're and specifically, I read an article about the DC uh, McFarlane multiverse stuff that the engineering and quality just isn't there. It is about sheer quantity of figures, getting them out the door as fast as they can instead of putting the QA into them to making sure they last. Let's get the figure on the shelf so people can buy it. And of course, we get the NECA syndrome. You open it, it falls apart. You try to manipulate it, it breaks over and over and over again. Uh, so I don't know that anything nowadays will hold up in 40 years time. I think the artistry behind the DC stuff is definitely there. The figures look great. Right. Um, but that's I, fine I, if I, you leave it in a package or you want a statue. Sure. I think they were designed to be taken out of the shelf and put in your pose that you want to put Batman in. And then that's it. You leave them on the shelf and that's it. Like a statue. Um, yeah. I, I can't stop looking at the NECA turtles, man, because those are... I have yeah, a feeling yeah. what I have here are NECA turtles in these boxes. I don't know what's in them, but they're ridiculously sized boxes, which means there's ridiculous figures in there that have oversized packaging. So we'll we'll see what. Uh, uh, Mike, there. thank you. Yes, that is um, in my top five toy vehicles of all time. It's almost got to be number one. I'd say I just I love it. The and Justice I, never, Jogger just beat it out. Yeah, I've never owned it until last year. So it's my first time I've ever owned it. It's cool. You play with the play features, the claw at the back, and the battering ram at the front. No, I don't really do. I don't do the that lights. Anymore. No, no. The box art's hilarious. Where they're just hitting Joker. It's like, <laughs> did you get the box <laughs> art? No, no, no. But when we were shooting with it, we had the box right when we shot with it in for season one. Yeah, yeah. I think we had the box. Yeah, yep. the, the, that box art is gorgeous, and I love the superpower box art. But it's funny; it's like Batman's so careful, you know, it doesn't kill anybody, but he's like literally crushing Joker's bottom half with the yeah, just the just break him from the hips down. No big deal. No big deal. It's awesome. Let me ask you this, Jay: If we agree that none of the toys that we grew up with are standing the test of time, save superpowers apparently and original Star Wars, and none of the toys that we're collecting now 
seemingly will hold up maybe origins what the hell are we doing you know is this just a short window of toys that we get to play with and enjoy with and just inevitably have to accept that this won't be on like this won't last forever and we're just constantly well, chasing that dragon that's a deeper conversation um, well this is what we're here for deep conversations i don't see a lot of and i don't have kids myself but from what i observe i don't see kids gravitating towards toys like this anymore you, you still see the odd pick of you know the father like it's almost funny you know they're almost like forcing their kid you know when uh when the origins gray skull came out last year yeah. two years ago or whenever it came out yeah. every dad was like oh my kids so starting them off right you know putting them in front of gray skull and some of the kids look happy but some of the kids are like okay why are these half naked barbarian guys like i don't get it it's like the cartoon is not on tv anymore it's not the same time and you're never ever going to recreate that same time um so i don't know if toys today are going to stick i don't know if there's going to be collectors like us 50 years from now if there is i think my prediction is it'd be a very small niche i think one of the interviews top topics that we have for season two is the future of action figures and i think justice curry or motu joe were talking about going to a convention and a toy convention general toy convention and yeah. there was like three tables in the corner of guys that had like model trains and one of them went to talk to them and said, you know, 10 years ago, this whole room was full of model train guys. And now we're just here in the corner. Do you know what? That's crazy. I, I used to a little bit be a train guy that um, that's funny. I've, and I haven't thought about those probably in 20 years. So, yeah, when, when I was growing up, yeah, it was so many people were into the model trains and it was guys our age now were into the model trains and stuff like that. And yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know many people. Actually, I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody. Who does out, I don't even know where you would go to yeah. get a model train right now. That's a good point, man. I mean, so this are, is a are little we on different. that precipice? This is a little different because you have IPs that are spanning generations, right? And still continue. putting out content. You know, I can't yeah. wait for the Book of Boba Fett Black Series figures. I can't wait for those. I need to have them. You I need say, the it's mediocrity. Like you, want me. you know what? And I got to say, we're not going to keep going on Boba Fett, but anyone who yes, tuned in on my live stream last Friday night uh, with our good buddy Jordan, we we went almost three and a half hours. I noticed, and it it was just, and the three and a half hours you guys went were more entertaining yeah. than the three and a half hours that the series has been so far. It was uh, it was like a therapy session for both of us. But him being a you know professional screenwriter. Old Testament and a teacher of film and all that stuff. Yeah, like he really broke it down as to technically why it doesn't work. And then, of course, yeah. we got into the Star Wars lore, why it doesn't work. So uh, anyway, back to the topic on hand. Um, I hope toys continue. I hope they, they last. I hope, you know, I look at the Marvel Legend figures I have in 20 years from now. People are like, oh, I wish I had that awesome, you know, Walgreens Silver Surfer that came out in 2017, you know. Um, but I don't know if that's the case, man. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, it's an interesting conundrum to see where we might be. Like, I think the biggest difference between like model trains and toys are like there's no IP for model oh, trains. Model, like you model trains. You you get oh. into it for the the engineering and probably something that your dad passed down down to you and you kind of like stuck with it. Or, yeah, or it was the but it was. I remember such a big thing from that. I'm remembering from my own personal experiences was that most of not most of the fun a lot of the fun was had creating towns you know, oh yeah and the trains that would go through or it would go through a together wall in the basement but, no yeah. but i mean like gl gluing together the general store and then putting the little people in and recreating like a little town square and stuff like that like that's like christmas villages uh, nowadays you know you buy all yeah. the different houses with the lights and you make your scenery they do it for halloween now uh yeah, Cactus Jamie, you bring up a good point. I see uh, Rob and I have talked about this a lot. Uh, games like um, Fortnite is a perfect example where Fortnite is this generation's toys, right? So it's $29.99 uh, for a new skin, which is essentially a new character that they get to play with in the game. That's their avatar. That's who they want to be. 
And now you have licensed stuff like we've seen Thanos, Boba Fett, Snake Eyes, all this stuff in Fortnite now. So this is really becoming toys. They're digital avatars. It's interesting because my son just got into playing Nintendo Switch. He's comfortable using a controller. Uh, he you know, picked it up like that once he started to invest in it. He's, he's seven. But you know, when the screen time, you got to cap him off. You can't play screens forever. He goes right to toys right afterwards. And sometimes you'll start the day off playing with toys and action figures first and combine figures with Lego and dolls and make a Ford and stuff and then do screen time. So he's, and I don't know if it's just my influence because I have so many toys around, he kind of does what he wants, but he really likes the different kinds of play that come from figures versus, you know, on the rail video game kind of experiences. Well, that's great. And I think that you're definitely teaching him well. Um, I feel sorry for kids and that I don't see any new IPs. I, I mean, I'm sure they're obviously out there. There's nothing I'm aware of. Everything is like old stuff just being remade again. And I'll be that, honest. It's it's not even me yeah. teaching him, though. Like he gets he gets sucked into like he played a little bit when he was younger. He's playing a lot more with toys now. But it's my daughter, who's only four, who loves to role play. Whether it's she's a character and I'm a character without toys or we play through characters or sometimes that boundary blurs and we put the characters down and we just become the things we were playing with. Like she's into it from the second she gets up and she transfers that to him. Even when they're outside in the backyard playing in the snow and stuff, they're playing and role playing and it's really cool to see. So It gives me hope, right? That the toy and the playtime doesn't end for just game time. It was it you know it was such a different time. It was a time where if you you know in the eighties if you missed the show you missed the show. You'd have to wait till tomorrow and uh, yeah, that that's why you know the very few stations that would play Robotech and Robotech was a serial right. It was a continuation from one episode to the next. And if you missed a week, you were lost. Mm. Um, so going back to even stuff just like GI Joe and He Man, it's like if you missed it, you missed it. Oh, well, you know, you pick up your figures and you make your own adventures. But now it's just you go but on now Netflix, even with He-Man, you know, right? Like, yeah, but the Netflix He-Man show that's designed to name for kids. It's like, OK, boom, here's 10 episodes or whatever. It's like, OK, if you into it or you have your dad like me pushing to watch it or something like that, that's one thing. But like the Mandalorian, it became water cooler talk week after week after week. And that's just one episode a week, let alone one a day, like Monday through Friday, like it was for G.I. Joe and He-Man, right? So when it's not constantly being talked about, it's hard to constantly be because into it, you know? And then you no, don't want to buy no the urgency. figures. Because yeah. there's no urgency, right? So back then it was like, if you didn't see G.I. Joe at 4.30, you weren't going to get a chance to see it again until tomorrow at 4.30. It's like, it didn't wait for you. You know, if you missed it, you missed it. And there's something very special about that, that that period of time where it just it made it so exciting and special. And you looked forward to it because it wasn't in your control. It wasn't in your hands. And you didn't just have it at your fingertips at any old time you want. I think that a lot of kids, you know, they don't know that. So it's just that's normal to them. And it's it's almost taken advantage of. It's really strange because I think there's very few shows from our childhood that that aren't accessible anymore. If they're not on YouTube, they've been pushed on DVD or they are on a streaming platform. And of course, one of the other projects that I'm working on that I've announced is the documentary on Mr. Dress Up. And I'm going through the episode list and there was 4,000 episodes. And I'm going through, I'm, I'm going through archives <laughs> and the archives that I'm looking at show the broadcast air dates and when reruns were. And for the first 20 years. Oh yeah, so- reruns. So many, there weren't reruns. They didn't even think about reruns. Yeah. And so these episodes played once. Uh, Hex Oliver saying I had to wait because the summer would do reruns. And yeah, yeah. But just think about that, right? Like the first 15 years of a show. I mean, this is a morning kids show, so it's a little bit different. But the first 15 years of a show hardly had any syndication whatsoever. It played once and that's it. That's wild to think I, about. I think, Imagine there was 15 years of G.I. Joe that only had one episode that was shown once. I think it was the perfect marriage of television and toys because I remember as a kid, half an hour went by like that. It went by Still so does. fast. Yeah. Uh, and it was like you wanted more. Well, how do you get more? 
well, you create it in your mind. Yeah. And you have the avatars, which are the toys, and uh, you just continue your adventures. And I, that doesn't exist today. And it's, uh, it's really sucks. It's really sad. It does in my playtime. And I know if uh, you had kids or littles around you, Jay, you would find a way to get back into it. It took me a while to switch my brain and to get back into playtime when you don't do it for 20 years. But when you get comfortable uh, yeah. storytelling, uh, yeah. Anyways, action figure spotlight. Let's move yeah. on. Do you want to go first? Do you have one? Do you have two? What do you got? I have one that's part of a very large reveal that will be revealed oh. at the at the end of the month. Um, and oh, as soon as I wow. show you part of, uh, part of this, you'll know. Please don't say it. Okay, um, I'm gonna make you big. Um, but it's. It's a holy grail um, that I've been chasing for a while now. A while now. Uh -oh. Rob knows I, I don't stop talking about this particular piece. Oh, um, my God. Do I have to do a, I, a shot or something like that? Is this one of those nope, things? Nope. 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 I, I, don't, I don't have what you're thinking of, but this is part of the same series. And uh, I don't know. I, I can't not say it without wrecking things. But anyway, this okay, is a figure well, that I got. This is a tease, uh, folks. This is um, my buddy Scott sent me a message about a particular piece that I've been hunting for forever that is like China. And it's, it's so fragile and it's so rare and it's sold so little. Uh, there are very few pieces in existence now. But he's like, here you go, man. Here's an auction. This guy is selling this piece um anyway so i i bought that lot and in that lot i got a figure that i've been looking for for a long time this is the 1979 buck rogers migo 3.75 tweaky um i am a such a big buck rogers fan and i love these figures so much and this figure has eluded me it was one i had when i was a kid and I can't even tell you what happened to it. No, Ryan, not Dick Tracy. Golly. Um, Tweaky is funny, Rob. So he is like uh, engineered like a Joe, except reverse. I don't know the genius who designed this figure, but as you can see, the back of Tweaky has no screw. Where's the screw? Well, if you want to change out the O-ring of Tweaky, you have to drill through Dr. Theopolis here which is a sticker, <laughs> and you ruin that. So luckily, <laughs> when I got this Tweaky in the mail from a seller on Facebook, he is nice and tight, and he's going to last for a long time. It's rare to have the sticker there. I don't know if it translates very well. Uh, but that is Tweaky, and Tweaky is part of a much bigger reveal that will be right? coming very soon. Uh, Migo. Migo? Bucker oh, Buck Rogers, right. Yeah. Right. How, how, so that's right. all I'll say about that. Um, let's see what you got. You got a couple packages. Yeah, I got from. one or two. So pick one or two, and I'll and I'll pick it. I I don't know really what's in them. Let's go with one lucky number one. Okay. Lucky number one. Let's see what's going on here. I don't know why it's lucky. Yeah, it's number one. Whatever. Here we are. Here. Oh. It's from Entertainment Earth, uh, a place that I actually don't order from that often. I'm not sure why I did this time around. And given that I don't order from them often, you would think that I remember what I actually order from them, but I don't. So we will see. Oh my goodness. Hex caliber, you're exactly right. It's like the Ninja Force stuff, whereas if if they broke, that was it. I guess there's a magazine I get to have in here. Oh, it's everyone's years. favorite karate kid. It's Johnny. Oh, thank you. Johnny. Oh, okay. Now... All right, so this is a Super 7 Super Turtle. Seven. Okay. Ultimates. It's Ultimates Mutage Man. Now I know what it is. But this isn't guy. just... I don't know who that is. So... Look at that fluorescent packaging. That looks like Ninja Force. Colors. It does, yeah. This is a... Uh, Entertainment Earth exclusive edition, which I think ironically went out for exclusivity on Big Bad Toy Store as well later. But this is the glow in the dark version of Mutagen Man. So, oh, that guy. Okay. He looks, yeah. You can see the greenness on his shell there. 
Yeah, yeah. And that's the part that glows. All obviously his limbs glow as well. I don't. Pretty think, cool. Yeah, I have the I have the regular one, but way behind me. I'm not gonna go get it for comparison because I'll knock stuff over. But so you liked Mutagen Man so much, you wanted two versions of him. No, actually, I don't. I don't like Mutagen Man at all. And look, this glows in the dark here in the back too. I don't well, like Mutagen sense, Man though. really, really at all, Jay. But because I needed to have everything in this line to be a real Dolly collector fan, I had you're to hooked. have the glow in the dark. You're one. addicted. I had to do it. You need help. You need help, my friend. LFG, help. Jay. LFG. I don't Look even like Mutagen Man, but I have both of them. <laughs> Well, this is the second glow-in-the-dark version they've released of a character. They also have Baxter Stockman, which I do like quite a bit. And I, because my mission is now to open as many figures as possible, I'm tussling the idea in my head. Do I open the glow-in-the-dark ones or the regular ones? What do you think? Um, I think you should open the regular ones and save the exclusives. And I'm going to throw, just before I know we're running out of time here, I'm going to throw my challenge for 2022 to you, my friend. Uh-oh. Okay, let's um, hear it. It is similar to the bet we had before. Yep. Um, but this one's a little more forgiving. I challenge uh, existing pre-orders do not count. So if you have oh, existing shit. pre-orders that Give come. Give me 10 minutes then, and then... <laughs> I challenge you to only purchase one toy a month. One, one toy. So you can pick. Doesn't matter what is modern, vintage, whatever you want. Vehicle, place it. Doesn't matter. You get one thing a month, and once you you've made that purchase, and they can't carry over. So if you don't do anything for January, you don't get two in February. You can't carry them over. What about accessories per month? Are accessories anything to do with toys? If it's something you're purchasing that's a toy, Uh, so if you're trying to complete a Joe. For me, though, yeah. like if I have to buy something for Action Figure Adventure Season 2 because we need a oh, cutaway. No. Nothing to do for work. I'm talking about for our okay. personal collections because all that stuff you sell back anyway. You, none of it gets capped, right? So just stuff for yourself. So if you want to complete Falcon, you need a shotgun. Okay, you get that shotgun off eBay. That's your one thing for that month. Do you accept gotcha. the challenge? What are the stakes? The stakes, I would say... If you break break it, then you have to buy the other person a figure for that month. So the easiest way not to do that. So do this can get, get very pick? expensive. I would say like a, I would say under thirty dollars. Keep it under. So if like you break it, I get to pick a figure that's thirty bucks. So it, so if I break it, let's say I buy two things or three things or whatever. You're like, okay, well you broke it, so. Um, you know, I want to get whatever. I don't have to go out and find the thing. We'll make it relatively easy, but it's just like, you know, yeah, I have to buy you a figure kind of next time we're out okay. or whatever. Okay. Yeah, I ex- I accept your challenge, Jay. I accept your challenge. As long as the work thing is outside of it, because clearly I'm going to have to of buy course. some stuff for the show, then yes, for my personal Dolly collection, I will only add 12 new toys. New pre-orders don't count going forward. January uh, still open then, or does it start in February? January, we're, we let's start it in February. So get all your spending out now. Um, just highlight Kyle there for a sec. He's debating on opening his Andy Kaufman figure. Always open an Andy Kaufman figure, dude. I would do it. Sure. Um, yeah, let's start. Let's start it in February. So because okay. January is ha- over half over now, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll check in and see where we are. And uh, I think it'll Question. be fun because it doesn't it doesn't cut us off completely, right? What about trades? Can I trade stuff that I have towards stuff? This is not a new purchase. I would say yes, you can trade. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, that'll do it for another episode of the Jane Rob Toy Show, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We told you we'd keep it going. And in the coming weeks, we'll be getting closer to those magical uh, auction episodes where we talk about the figures that are up on the block and you too can own a piece of action figure adventure season two probably a couple weeks away still we're still working on the photography side of that and the Mm -hmm. filming side of it jay where can people find you if they want to know more and check out other videos that you're doing uh youtube youtube is where you can get a hold of me um i'm trying different things with my videos so the videos are coming out a little more sparse so it's about one a week now and i'm just trying a bunch of different things Uh, it's a lot of fun a lot of fun well, check out Jay's YouTube channel if you want to see video experimentation and fun things. I recently checked out your Snake Eyes comparison video 
funny from the beginning to the end as if there was a challenge in that discussion. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Rob McDob and of course on Instagram at the Jane Rob Toy Show at Action Figure Venture and at Rob McCallum Films. Jay, we try to end every episode with the same kind of catchphrase that we've stolen blatantly and plagiarized from other places. Uh, for the love of toys and the warmth of scarves, take care of yourselves and each other. Does playtime, Jay? It's always the best time that we have during the times. It's always the time of times that we remember with the biggest smiles. Take care, everyone. See you next week.